With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to The Spilled Tea, your place for the latest on pop culture, entertainment news, and LGBT issues. Now, here are your hosts. Today is Sunday, October 31st, and The Spilled Tea is live. Producer DJ Diplo is being accused of rape, sexual assault, and assault, or excuse me, sexual harassment and assault. Are these charges unfounded? And do you believe him? President Biden unveiled his Build Back Better program. If it gets passed, do you think it will help or hurt America? In the wake of John Gruden's email, do you think anything will change in the NFL? Good afternoon, everyone. I'm your panel moderator, Emmy Morgan, and I'm joined by my co-hosts, Joe Willis and Veronica Dane. Let's spill some tea. Hi, Veronica. How are you, my darling? Veronica, you there? Hello? Hold on, let me try something here. Hello? Hi. Hi, hon. Sorry, technical difficulties. I can hear you now. <laughs> okay. All right, let me try it again. How are you? Work. Oh, okay. Can you still can you, can you still hear me? Hello? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. Sorry. Hey, I'm fine. It's How are you? It's been two weeks, and uh, we took <laughs> a little know. break. It's been too long. Um, so let's do our catch-up and movie TV reviews, if you've seen anything. Um, catch us up on what's been going on with you. Uh, been busy, you know, I did my Romeo and Juliet, um, show, and then after that, I got started ready for my model majority movie night, which is November 13th, at 7 o'clock in New York City, so it's been, like, pretty crazy busy doing my shows during a pandemic with no money. Hello? Any, any TV shows or... Movies that you've seen uh, in between all that busyness? So, you know, caught up on my SNL. Um, mm-hmm. Sad what we do in the shadows had their finale this week. So, oh, my God, I don't want to wait for another season. It was so good, that last the finale. Oh, my God. It was a lot of twists. And um, I watched I finally saw two Hope. episodes, and they were funny. That main it's so, it's vampire guy, so oh, funny. he's so hot. What's his name? Um, shoot. The big one, Nandor? Uh, the, the big one with one? the black hair, the main one. Well, there's two uh, main ones. He's really tall, the Nandor long, is like black the warrior. hair. Yeah the, the, yeah, the tall one's Nandor, the warrior. Oh, he's so gorgeous. Oh, my God. <laughs> I have the biggest crush on him. I, I oh, sorry, love the Nadia doll, the creepy little doll. Uh. 
Sorry, you were saying you watched Hope something? Oh, um, I finally saw Hocus Pocus. Oh. What did you think? I mean, I was like, I just didn't understand why like, it was something from, like, back in the 90s. It's, like, why it was, mm-hmm. like, so popular every year. Like, it's, like, the Halloween, Halloween like, movie. And then, like, mm-hmm. Carvel has, like, you know, Sanderson's sister, like, milkshakes or something. And I was like, why is this such a big deal? So I was like, I should finally and watch And they're it. making a sequel. Like, and, mm-hmm. Oh, they are? Oh, okay. Yeah, they're okay. making a sequel very soon with all three sisters. Wow. That's insane. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, so, it's very Halloweeny, but it's not mm-hmm. great. Like, you know what I mean? It's right. not good. It's very, very campy, right. and there's a lot of plot issues and acting issues. But <laughs> I mean, it's fun. But it's, when, I'm like, kids, why are they so focused on the virgin thing? And I'm like, this is a Disney movie, and they keep on bringing it up for the virgin yeah. thing. Yeah. When we were kids, <laughs> things like that, it didn't matter what the plot was. If it's a kid in the film. It was either a cult classic or a big hit, you know, um, especially in the 80s. And apparently it bombed. I don't know. Like, apparently it did. It bombed and it did. It became bombed a thing. For... Yes. And I couldn't believe um, Leonardo, Leonardo mm-hmm. DiCaprio was supposed to play the Mac. Uh-huh. But he ended up doing oh, with Eating Gilbert Grapes. So I'm like, mm, he made the right career choice. <laughs> and what's crazy to think a Christmas Story was a box office bomb. Just to let you know, it did not do well at the box office. And then TNT ran it, or TBS, one of those two networks, ran it right before Christmas, and now it's a Christmas classic. Like, people are still making money from that movie. Still. And it and came mar- out Marketing is so smart, right? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. we can do all the box office, but we'll make it a holiday thing. No. Yeah. And say even Catwoman with Halle Berry did not do well at the box office, but suddenly everybody's talking about it right now. And she's like, where were you guys when the movie came out? But it's like... Her outfit, right? Her outfit. Oh, my gosh. It's iconic. Amazing. Which is hilarious. Because I actually didn't mind the movie. I thought it was a little cheesy, but I didn't mind it. But, Yeah. Um, but um, for one, yeah, my favorite Halloween movie right now is um, Muppets Haunted Mansion. That's just pure uh, Halloween joy. <laughs> any Halloween traditions that you have? No, I mean, we don't really, I don't really do. I mean, I did Halloween when I was little, and my mom used to, like, hand make my um, costumes. Like, my favorite costume was when she made me Minnie Mouse. It was so cute. Mm-hmm. With a polka dot dress and, like, the little fur ears, but... It wasn't, like, a huge thing in my family, really. Yeah. Do you have anything now as an adult that you do, like, oh, every Halloween I do this? I mean, not like, not every year, but, like, in New York City, you know, I like, used to, like, to go to the parade because that's, like, the huge, mm-hmm. one of the, the biggest parades in the country. Uh, mm-hmm. But um, this week I'm, I'm with my family, um, so I'm just going to hand up. I'm going to dress up as a... Um, the robot doll squid game, and I'm going to hand out candy to the kids in the neighborhood in the suburbs. Nice. Yeah, squid game's a huge costume this year. Huge. Yeah. Even with kids, which is kind of disturbing. I'm like, did they, I'm <laughs> hoping they didn't actually watch the TV show, but just seen the meme. I know. 
but a couple of kids in like middle school or something somewhere, I can't remember what part of the um the country, they were wearing Squid Game costumes. I'm like, did y'all see it? Like I saw families I mean, like dress up their babies as the robot dolls. <gasps> oh my god. <laughs> And, uh, some, I don't some think they the got assignment. In the assignment. In the um, 001 uh, green jumpsuit. Oh, my God. Yeah, guys, that's not... Uh, it's not a family show. <laughs> Definitely not. Um, yeah, so what have I been up to? Working. Um, I found out that I'm working from home till the rest of the year, which is so relaxing. Um, but I do need to save up and move back towards Boston because that's where my work is. And I know I'm probably not going to be working from home forever. Um, but I'll talk about that later. Um, and as far as before I get to what I've seen, my holiday tradition for Halloween, every Halloween, I watch all four screen movies back to back. I don't know why I started doing this. Um, I started about two, three years ago. Um, and I just, it's just something I do now. I love the Scream franchise and I can't wait for five to come out in January. But mm-hmm. yeah, it's something I, mean, I do. I've I only have... seen the first one. How yeah. is it for the sequels? Like, is it really things that are left? Right. On... <laughs> so they all tie in together. Like, the killer from the second one relates back to the first one, as does the third one. The fourth one is a departure, um, but it's still within the same universe. I love every one of them. I think they're all four perfect the way they are. I wouldn't change anything about them. Um, Getting to... Well, I'll talk about it in a minute because it's a longer discussion, but... Halloween Kills was the worst horror movie I have ever seen. Um, yeah. I need, they just need to just redo it. It's just that bad. Um, but I'll get to that in a minute. I saw Dune, which was amazing. I saw the 1984 version, which just felt so compacted with everything that it wanted to, like, say. And then you got Dune 2021, which was so much more slow-paced and explained itself better. I actually went into the theater and saw the 2021 version, and then I went back and rewatched it after I watched the first version on uh, HBO Max. So I like this version of Dune. I really do, and I can't wait for the sequel to come out. It's only going to be two parts, apparently. Um, I don't know. It didn't look good to me. I have like a big reviews on it. Either people loved it, it or they're like, really good. like watching paint dry and I hate Sam. Uh, it was really good. I'm not going to lie to you. I was very impressed. Um, I caught up on season three of You. Good. Why am I attracted to Penn Badgley? Like, I, I can't even understand why... I am attracted to him, but I totally am. He is so sexy. I don't get it. Um, Obviously, you're not the only one. I know. And it's like, he was cute as Dan. I thought he was really endearing as Dan. 
on uh, Gossip Girl. Fun fact that a lot of people don't know that I actually had to look up. Him and Blake Lively were homeschooled at the same time, and they kind of were in the same homeschooling community when they were kids because they were child actors. Did not even know that. So when they both got Gossip Girl, it was like a reconnection. But, um, yeah, just fun fact. And Travis Van Winkle is in um, You, which he is one of my favorite actors. Um, He's the typical blonde frat boy that um, that I go for, I crush on. But he's evolved to so much more. Uh, But he's he's in it. Um, I also saw Made on Netflix, which was so good. You have to watch it. It's a little slow, and it's a little irritating because of how um, the character reacts to certain things, but it's good. And the only other two or three things I watched was the Kobe rule, which we talked about offline. Um, I loved it. And Four Hours in the Capitol, which was a great documentary, and also No Time to Die, which was Daniel Craig's last Bond movie, which was so bad. (laughs) I wasted my money seeing that movie. It was so bad. Um, Yeah. Before we get to Joe, Halloween Kills, the reason why it was so bad was because it took all of the... So Halloween 2018 went against type. Like, it didn't do the typical, you know, running and falling down and the killer looking back. It did the running, falling down, and landing on a spike. So you killed yourself. It did the... um, It did so many great things. To have it followed up by a movie that starts off with a kid on the cell phone who sees a dead person and then screams out, somebody call 911 instead of using his cell phone, I was like, oh, this is going to be a shit show. And it didn't get any better from there. And just so that we're all clear, (laughs) I can't believe I'm even saying this sentence. Michael Myers is not homophobic. Okay? He killed a gay couple that was living in his childhood home. End of story. Full stop. That how people are upset over that. Um, And I find it interesting that some firefighters are upset with a scene where Michael Myers slaughters all of these firefighters um, when they just those same people just said why is the trans community so upset with Dave Chappelle said he's a comic why is, why is everybody upset with what Michael Myers did he's a killer um, you can't have it both ways sweetheart but um, yeah that's my thought on it um, Joe hi 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 uh, um, why don't we get your catch-up story and then movie TV reviews? Because I know you've seen something. All right. Um, 
so ketchup story. So I, I literally just had to, uh, did, had to uh, run to my wife's gym because she had, there's some snafu with the code to lock the door and she thought someone broke in and it was like this big thing. But, um, so sorry, sorry I was late, everybody. Um, it's been a wild couple weeks. So, um, my son's mom had gotten remarried and, um, he died in a tragic car accident um, a week and a half, almost uh, two weeks ago, maybe over two weeks ago now. Um, but it was a really, really challenging time. He had a very good relationship with my son. I had a great relationship. I thought he was a great guy. Um, I was really happy for my ex who found somebody who was a decent human being, and they had two little girls together, and it was just really, really tragic. Um so I apologize uh, if that threw things off a little bit. But, um, you know, sometimes you got to deal with some family stuff. It did not. You're fine. Um, <laughs> it was perfectly fine, Joe. Um, what else? Anything positive happened in the past two weeks? Uh, this is like the craziest two weeks. I, I woke up one day at a flat tire and I had no idea how, and there was like a nail through it and it was like created all the time. It was just, it, it was like, if all the bad stuff that could happen, happened, it would happen this, this past couple of weeks. And now I feel like let's hopefully have some smooth sailing. 2021 has really just been kind of like a crappy year between getting COVID uh, and not that I had it bad. I, I'm thankful that I didn't have any symptoms, but my wife had it really, really bad. Um, tearing my Achilles. It's just, it's, it's been a, it's been a wild year. Okay. So nothing good happened in the past two weeks. Okay, great. Um, <laughs> sorry, Joe. <laughs> glad you're, I know. glad to have you here. I'm glad you're Okay. <laughs> I'm glad to be here, and I'm glad to be able to uh, to chat and uh, and vent. <laughs> apparently, yeah, please vent. Twenty one. Wow. The, the last couple of years have sucked really bad. <laughs> yeah, for everybody. I mean, I don't think I ever want to compare whose year sucked more or anything like that because that's just not that's just not cool. But all around, it sucked for everybody. You know, uh, just yeah. wow. That's not like the main, um, but like the cl- collective trauma we've been through, and people are like pretending like it never happened. Mm-hmm. So why don't we talk about something fun? <laughs> um. Well, oh right, sorry. Before we get into that, Joe, was there any time that you were just like, I need to just relax and watch something to bring me out of all of this crap? Anytime. Um. Well, for the most part, I've just been I've, I've been trying to uh, rewatch all the Sopranos, and yeah. uh, I've also almost finished uh, my first run through Boardwalk Empire, which I'm not sure how I never uh, had a chance to to watch that. But now I'm really intrigued in watching the Colby um, documentary because I'm I'm very yeah. interested in, in seeing if there's other details that maybe I, you know maybe were missed or anything that I hadn't kind of caught in the first go-around. So I'm, I'm intrigued to see that. But um, mostly just uh, Sopranos with my wife and, um, and Boardwalk Empire on my own. Okay. Oh, one, one more thing that I forgot to mention that I did watch that I think, especially you, Joe, um, would be really interested in. 
Colin in black and white on Netflix. It was so good. Um, a little it's disturbing. Uh, it, it's, you don't know, it's about Colin Kaepernick's uh, teen years from about 14 to senior year. And if that isn't a motivational six-part miniseries, I don't know what's going to motivate you. He, and this is something I didn't know. You probably know this, Joe. He was basically an all-star in baseball. And he had, I'm telling you, two handful stacks of baseball scholarships. But he didn't want to be a baseball player. He wanted to be a football player. That's why you see that, you know, it's almost like Barbra Streisand. Barbra Streisand started off as a singer, but she wanted to act. And she became a famous boat, but her forte was acting. That's what she wanted to do. She just happened to become a singer. Or did I say it the right, the right way? I don't know. I'm confused today. Anyway, um, the point of it is sometimes some things come easy for you, and that's not necessarily what you want to go for, you know? Um, Joe could have easily been a runway model, but instead he is an HR professional. You know, we don't always go towards our destiny. Um, uh, I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know if that's accurate. <laughs> especially because of high school, he particularly got a lot of contracts for the underwear modeling. But, you know, he just decided to go another route, which is fine, you know? Casual Mail called him daily. They are actually calling me to call him. And I was like, guys, he doesn't want to do that. So, whatever. Um, well, I'm sad that casual. I didn't get, you know, get to fulfill my dream of being an air guitarist. You can still do it, girl. Go for it. There's always time. We support you. Yeah. I didn't book my show that I really thought I was going to book. So. Mm-hmm. There's always time, though. Don't worry. Um, so, yeah, after um, all that happiness, why don't we dive into something kind of funny but kind of weird at the same time? So the Internet wants to replace Chris Pratt with Jack Black. Uh, I'm all for it. <laughs> I am all for it. Can you imagine Jack Black as Star-Lord or in that movie with Jennifer Lawrence called Passengers? Oh, my God. I'm down for it. What do you guys think? I don't know about Guardians, uh, but I can totally see him doing Mario. Joe, <laughs> <laughs> uh, what do you think? Yeah, I, I don't I don't know about this whole like internet replacing anybody idea. Like I feel like the internet is the home of the, some of the worst ideas that could possibly be sprung from the human mind. Mm. Um and then they're given they're given life and given legs. Um where where they have no business doing so. I, I mean, replacing Chris Pratt with Jack Black. Number one, um Two extremely different actors and performers in yeah, general. So different. 
Um, I, I don't see I don't see how you could replace, especially if it's like like Star Lord or you know uh, you know something like something uh, something where his Parks his character is yeah Parks and Rack. But there's certain things where. You know, I feel like Parks and Rec, you probably could have replaced Chris Pratt with another actor and done just fine. But, yeah. you know, with Star, the, the Star-Lord character, you could, I'm sure, again, you could have replaced him. But I think he made that role what it was. Yeah. Um, Jack Black is a, a, a very funny guy. But I just don't see him in some of the roles that, and vice versa. I, I cannot see that being a, a trade that I would make. Um, just seems like silly internet fodder to me. I think that, um, and maybe I'm the only one that can do this. I, I, I probably am not. I see an actor, and I can separate their persona from their acting. So do I like Guardians of the Galaxy? Yes. Do I like Star-Lord? Yes. Do I like Chris Pratt? No. And I can separate those two. Do I like Mission Impossible movies? Absolutely. Do I like Tom Cruise? No. Um, and I think a lot of people, especially in today's society, if they don't like your Hollywood persona, they don't want to see your movies. And if it's a quality movie, like if nobody saw Mission Impossible 6, they would be missing out on one of the greatest bathroom fight scenes of all time. And it's like, I don't know. I just, I can separate. Maybe maybe I'm weird like that. But I can totally separate. Veronica, yeah, what are your thoughts there's a limit that? to that. Go ahead. Yeah. True. I, I was just saying there's, there's limits to that. Like Vincent Gallo. I will never watch anything that he produces because of his alliance with Trump, his uh, anti-Semitic language, his racist language. Yeah, he's one person that I just can't separate it. But Tom Cruise jumping on a couch and yelling at a at a crew member, okay. He's crazy, but I don't care about that. I like Mission Impossible. I like Ethan Hunt. Like, I don't know. Veronica, what are your thoughts? I mean... There's a lot of people that could be replaceable, but I don't know. Mm. Like I would say, like we were talking about how like Leonardo DiCaprio was supposed to be in Hocus Pocus. It's like I don't know. Yeah. What happens? The only th- actually the only thing I care about for like replacing someone with somebody else is um in Florida there's a county called Lee County named after Robert E. Mm-hmm. Lee, and they want to change it so that's named after Bruce Lee. So I'm all about replacing all Robert E. Lees with Bruce Lees. That's the only replacement I'm totally <laughs> for. Yeah, I don't mind replacing somebody, but as long as it's, like, morally conscious. Like, I, this sounds so crazy, but there was this um, soap opera called One Life to Live. They had a character named Blair, and Blair was Asian from the time she walked in until, you know, the time she got on screen or whatever, you know. So they were talking about it for a long time. She came on screen. She was Asian. Years. And then when they went to recast, they recast her with a white woman. And I'm like, wait, hold on. 
do they know that that character is Asian? That was a misfire on their part because she was literally the one Asian character at that point on any show. And to replace her with a white girl, I was like, mm. So if you want to replace somebody, replace, replace like for like in what Joe was saying. Like replace Chris Pratt with, I don't know, Chris Pine. That would make more no, sense. No, not, not the same. Pine not the same. No. How dare you? How dare you? Chris but Pratt I, is but so I, much Chris, better. Chris Pine is, is way better than Chris True. But. I would say their equivalent would be like Ryan Reynolds. Uh, Ryan there Reynolds is funnier. I think he's funnier like the than Chris Pratt. Yeah, yeah, they're both true. the same smarmy, well, that's, sarcastic. Well, then that'd be, a better, that'd be an upgrade then. Yeah, true. It'd be an upgrade for sure, and I think I think you're 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 on a continuum now. You you have to look at it on a continuum. Like Mel Gibson was absolutely toxic in Hollywood, but mm-hmm. are people going to go back and watch Lethal Weapon? Oh my God, it was great. Lethal Weapon Three, yeah, was fantastic. Yeah, like, I I I totally understand discarding people for when they they do something that's so egregious. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I think there, those, those people end up on a continuum, especially in Hollywood where there are constant redemption stories, unless you're like a Harvey mm-hmm. Weinstein where you've just gone so far that there's, there's no possibility for redemption. There's, there's always a, a, an opportunity to come back and to reclaim your career. And you, you look, know, at, you look at filming a movie right now. Yeah, yeah. he is. But also, so is Lori Loughlin. She's back on the Hallmark Network. And I guess what she did was she used some money to pay for two people to go to college. She's on the redemption Yeah, and her tour. daughter on... is still on Dancing with the Stars. hasn't been voted off yet. God. But then you see people like Felicity Huffman, who is getting a second chance. Kevin Spacey is getting a second chance. So you're right, Joe. People do want to see a redemption story. But I, I think it's to, to what degree have you messed up. Like, will Army Hammer ever get a redemption? I don't know. I don't know. I think so. I, I think, I think unless, unless you go so far that, I mean, Mel Gibson was pretty bad. Like, he's he was awful. Mm-hmm. And, like, he was... That was pretty bad. Racist. And the fact that he mm-hmm. still has, yeah, he still has enough money to be able to produce mm-hmm. movies, and he still has enough star power to be able to attract. And and he's not a terrible performer. So no, you know it's it's one of those things where as much as you may dislike an action or behavior of a of a of an actor, people still mm-hmm. do find a way to separate the two. Yeah. And then in other cases, they, you know, like Tom Cruise is a whack job, but people don't talk about, you know, you know, Christian Bale doesn't get the same reputation for screaming Mm -mm. at people on set. He doesn't get the same reputation. He still gets work and he's, you know, he's still a great character actor. So I I just think people, some people want to differentiate and some people don't, but at the end of the day, you know, ticket sales don't, don't lie. And, uh, 
you know, if, if it's entertaining or people find it entertaining for whatever reason, they're going to pay for it. And that's the ultimate uh, arbiter of, of whether these people will be able to work again. Speaking of redemption story, do you think that producer and DJ Diplo will ever bounce back from these allegations? He's been accused of rape, sexual assault, and charged with recording sexually explicit videos and distributing them without the person in its consent. Um, she is claiming that he gave her chlamydia and he raped her. Um, yeah. Wow. I'm shocked by this, and I know a lot of people don't know who the hell Diplo is. I'll give you some context. Diplo is the producer of two huge Beyonce songs, and if you're a Beyonce fan, you'll know what I'm talking about. He produced um, Run the World, and he also produced End of Time. Both of them were really big Beyonce hits. He also dated Katy Perry for a spell when she was in her, you know, Taylor Swift feud. And he famously said, oh, Taylor Swift doesn't have a butt. So um, I'm not sure why he said that. <laughs> pretty pretty um, awful why he said that. Um, I, I, don't, I don't get it. Um, yeah, he also produced um, some songs for Maroon 5. He produced Hold Up on the Lemonade album by Beyonce. Um, yeah, he's a pretty famous producer. He was also, in, if you blink, you'll miss him. He was in, I think, 22 Jump Street when they went to Florida and they were on the beach and there was a DJ on the beach. He produced, or um, he, that was him on the beach. Just don't blink because you, you'll miss him. Um, he's been accused by two women and one of them recanted. But the other, the main one is saying that he had a sexual relationship with her. Um, while she was drunk, so he raped her. He's saying it was consensual, and he's saying she's crazy, and she tried to blackmail him, um, extort money from him, and when he didn't comply with her, he went ahead, she went ahead and um, released all this stuff. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know who to believe, because if you take a look at his Instagram, one thing he's claiming is that she um, sent out nude pictures of him, but he's got a, a nude picture of himself on his Instagram. So I'm like, wait, hold on. This doesn't make sense. I don't know. I don't know who to believe. I really don't. Um, Veronica, what are your thoughts on all this? I mean... Didn't really know who Diplo was, but um, I just think whatever he did was gross. I mean, to give someone like knowingly chlamydia, <laughs> allegedly or whatever, but it's still seems very specific. Um, and also like 
like she was 17 when it, their like relationship started, which is underage, which is disgusting. So I don't know. He seems like garbage to me. Yeah, and if you look at his um, because when I first started Instagram, he was one of the few guys I followed, and I un- immediately unfollowed. He has this very Dan Bilkerine type of Instagram where it's always women half naked. Ew. They look kind of younger, but I mean, I can never tell. And it's well, just like they might be. That's his type, right? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I I kind of believe her because of you know what I saw on his Instagram and his behavior and. And then I kind of don't because he seems like the type of guy. Oh, P.S. I don't know why this is important, but it just makes me laugh every time I say it. His real name is Tom Thomas Wesley Penn. That sounds like the most suburban white name I have ever heard. And he is like nothing like that. He's got two baby mamas and three kids. He's got girlfriends up the wazoo if you look at his Instagram. I don't know. It's just funny. I don't know why his name just makes me laugh. Um, and Azalea Banks. <laughs> I laugh because I still don't know what the hell she does. She says she's a musician. I don't know one of her songs. She accused Diplo of having sex with her when she was 17 and he was in his 30s. They met on um, MySpace, and he said, you know, I'll get you a, a record deal if, you know, you do a little something for me. So she did sexual favors for him. Um, yeah, I don't know. Joe, what are your Just thoughts? It feels like a pattern. Gross. Yeah, definitely. Um, I'm... I'm gonna I'm gonna err on the side of caution and say um, I don't I don't know what uh, what his proclivities are. It certainly doesn't look like he's uh, he's innocent in this situation. But I'm gonna also say until there's you know until it gets into a into the court system, which I don't even think he's been charged yet, has he? No, not yet. So, you know, we're a few weeks into this thing, and I don't think he's been charged yet. I don't know if he will be charged. One has already recanted. Yeah, does he probably toe the line, you know, and, and uh, you know, pick, pick from a younger crowd that he should be a little bit more cautious of um, and avoid anyone underage altogether? Sure. Um, you know, he's a he's a pretty famous DJ with, uh, you know, and, and, and uh, EDC the other day, and Will Nas X came up on stage with him, so he's got some, you know, he's got a following, and he's in those kind of, you know, those kinds of crowds that are, are that cater to, um, you know, to people that, that listen to uh, electronic music, and, and, you know, he's produced some pretty big stuff, so I mean, I, I certainly don't know what the truth of, uh, of the situation is. It doesn't. It doesn't necessarily look like he's an innocent guy in, in the scenario. But um, I'm gonna. I'm gonna 
I'm going to defer my uh, answer until there's there's charges and until there's more evidence about it because I am not. Uh, again, I don't have enough information to be able to make that dis- determination. So uh, one one thing that really stuck out one thing that really stuck out for me is back in 2017 when all of the R. Kelly stuff came out. He tweeted that he can I send my cover letter for the R. Kelly sex cult, knowing that it was women that were underage. Like, I don't know, dude. I don't know. That's why part of me is like, I think she's right. But then part of me is like, mm, I don't think so. I think that maybe she was willing and maybe he is right. I don't know. I go back and forth every single day. <laughs> I think it's one, I think it's underage, underage, underage. So I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's one thing to self-promote. It's mm. one thing to self-promote and and these yeah. like you know kind of self-deprecating and 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 clearly uh, you know indicative of 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 a, of a behavior. I think it's one one thing to self-promote, just like his naked picture of himself on on Instagram. It's one thing to do that. Yeah. It's another thing to have someone else post naked pictures of you without your permission. And if it, you know, if it was a woman with this happened where she posted a naked pic of herself and then someone was posting naked pics of her, of her without her permission, we'd look at it in a very different light. And, mm. you know, I think, I think part of the problem is, is that, you know, again, we're, we're, we're in a situation where we're, we're looking at what limited information we're given and we have, we're forced to make a judgment call about whether we feel there's innocence or guilt or we feel that there's, you know, there's enough of a smoking gun to, uh, you know, to, to, to at least pick a side. And, you know, I, I don't, I just don't know if I'm there. I don't know if I'm there yet. Yeah, I understand that. Wow. But also, he shared pictures and video of her. That oh, yeah, he too, did. Right? So it's not mm-hmm. like, I don't know. He made it seem like it's, it's not looking great. It's not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, to Joe's point, someone who is ridiculously guilty, uh, John Gruden, I don't understand. I don't understand that. Can someone help me understand this? Why are you using company emails to talk back and forth to coworkers about racist? homophobic and transphobic things from for seven years. What is your deal? What he went on he attacked everybody, called Michael Sam's name, said Roger Goodell, who is not gay, called him the F word, um made fun of Jim Maurice, is that his name? Joe, am I saying it right? Demori? Yeah. Yeah, Demori. Okay. Um, and even, of course, everybody talks about her. Made fun of Caitlyn Jenner, so he was transphobic as well. This guy has had a plethora of hatred towards him. So I have two questions. One, do you think he can ever come back from this? 
And two, do you think the NFL will change their views on racism, homophobic, transphobic language? What are your thoughts, Joe? Well, first, let me preface this by saying that he was not communicating on his company email. At the time, John Gruden was not an employee of the league when these conversations with uh, Dan Snyder and any of the, the brass from the Washington football team were having these conversations with him. He was an analyst on, you know, a sportscaster essentially and maintained relationships with a lot of people in the league because he was a, a well-known and well-respected coach. Um, the toxic culture in the NFL is, is problematic on so many levels. And I think we've seen this with the Ray Rice story We've seen this with Michael Vick. We've seen this with so many players and so many people that are involved with the league that just have these awful, awful, awful stories outside of football. Um, what I, I find to be problematic in this situation is how the league has responded. They essentially have made John Gruden the poster child for all things bad in the toxic environment of the NFL. They allowed his you know, his resignation, because, of course, he has to resign now that this stuff came to light. Um, Mm -hmm. They allowed his resignation to be the beacon of hope for all of these different communities that the NFL really, by and large, does not give a shit about. They jumped on the the Black Lives Matter movement late. I mean, there's just so many things that the NFL does just for show. And this is a great example, Mm -hmm. because he wasn't communicating to himself. These are emails that were going to, to multiple parties, and the fact that the NFL refuses to release any of the other emails, there were hundreds of thousands of emails that were, that were part of an investigation into a huge uh, sexual harassment slash that was happening in Washington that I'm sure I'm confident is, is, is not limited to just that team and to just one person within that team. And to use John Gruden as the poster child for that is incredibly disingenuous. Now, does he deserve everything he got? Absolutely. I think what he said was stupid. This is my favorite team and and their coach. He's an idiot for using the kind of language that he used, the hurtful type of behavior. And, you know, whether he thought it was a private conversation or not does not absolve him from having this stuff come to light. Yeah, so well. if he didn't use work emails, how, how is it under investigation? Because he was communicating with someone in the NFL who was using their work email to communicate Got with it. John Gruden. And so when um, John Gruden became a coach again, now he is an employee of the league. Now, did but he use his work email then? Or, oh, 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 I'm sure there were I'm, I'm sure there were comments that were made both before and after he became a coach again. Okay. <laughs> but that's part of the problem. Well, I, the problem is, is that they're they're only drawing from basically him. John Gruden's communication, and right. you know the, the owner Dan Schneider of the Washington Football Team stepped stepped down, and his wife is now the de facto. Uh, owner of, of the Washington, like, give me a break. How, how much of a, of a false flag is that? They're, they're literally just making an example of John Gruden. And part of it, too, is that 
John Gruden has been a lightning rod because of his criticism of Roger Goodell, his criticism of the league and how they handle it, issues, and not just issues on, you know, race, gender, sexuality. Like, he's just been a, a very vocal critic of how the league has, has changed. He doesn't like the, fa- <clears throat> the fact that they're protecting football players. I mean, some of the stuff that he says is very antiquated in general. So you can see that, that this, this stuff coming to light is important because, he's number one, I know he's not the only one who thinks like this, but number two, no. you don't need someone like that as the, the face of an organization, whether it's the bad boy team like the Raiders or any other organization. You don't need someone as the, the poster child for that organization if that's the kind of thought process that they have. Mm-hmm. So, no, I don't because, think the league is going to change. Yeah. Because it I comes agree. down to dollars, revenue, and protecting the owners. And the owners would never in a million years want Roger Goodell to start upsetting the apple cart if it's going to cost them money. I mean, he made 120. I want to, what was this some stupid number they just announced? He made like $128 million the last two years. Wow, he's not going to be—he's not going to be upsetting that apple cart. That money train is not going to stop rolling. Crazy, Veronica. What are your thoughts on this? I mean, honestly, I'm surprised that it's news. I guess because I always consider NFL very racist and sexist and homophobic, mm. and like it's just like. I don't, definitely not it. the only one there. He's the only one that, like, they got mad at and decided to, like, mm-hmm. you know. But there's no way that he's the only one. And also the fact nope. that went on for seven years and then now it's come to light. Okay. Mm. I mean, if you really it's care about like, racism, then give Colin Kaepernick a draft him in a team. You know what I mean? Like, they keep on doing all this other stuff, but they actually don't, you know, do the things that they should be doing. Yeah, hire, hire Colin Kaepernick in the front office at the NFL then. If that's really what you want to do yeah. is, is try to make some legitimate change and positive change for the black community or for any community of color, then hire Colin Kaepernick in your front office. All they did is, or, is, is, is try to pacify the crowd and pacify yeah. the people that are, 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 that are buying for this 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 change and, and for for fair treatment uh, by by saying oh yeah we're gonna we we're, instead of instead of actually going to court for this lawsuit we're gonna settle and Colin Kaepernick here you can have a bunch of money because the NFL is flush with cash and oh, yeah. uh, let's get people back to watching football games on Sunday they don't what really they care should, about the change what they should do is hire Colin Kaepernick as the diversity coordinator and he should be going around to every NFL team and reorganizing and retraining and all that good stuff. That's what he should be doing. But I mean, because let's and there also need it. to be more owners that are not white. Thank you. Thank you. And coaches. And coaches. That's, yeah. thing, that's one thing that like, um, Colin in black and white said they're, all of these players that are predominantly black and you've got like three black coaches. How is that possible? Like, and one thing that he did was he likened 
he very much, in a very real way, likened draft selection to slavery and selecting slaves. And I'm like, if that's not the best analogy I have ever seen in my life, and I never thought of that. It's a really good yeah. miniseries. You, you should check it out. Even if you aren't a football fan, just check it out because you'll understand. And I, I'm going to say it, and Joe probably knows it. I think the reason why Colin Kaepernick isn't on a football team right now is because he's not that great at football. He excels in baseball, but his football skills, even he admits he's not that great. Like, he's good, but I don't know. But then again, there yeah. are others that are far less than him that, that still get, get a spot. He could be great. Exactly. He could be Tom Brady, there are, but they're not there are giving some him a chance. No, he's not going to be Tom Brady. There, there's, there's, right. there's very few people that even have the ability to become Tom Brady, and not because of just sheer physical talent. But at the end of the day, when you look at someone like Colin Kaepernick, who is a talented athlete, who was mm-hmm. a multifaceted quarterback that had the yep. ability to both throw the ball and run, um, you know, it's, it's arguable that there are probably at least 10 teams, so 30% of the, of the teams that are playing in the NFL that have quarterbacks that are on their roster that, are, that may even be starting that are far less talented, far less capable, mm-hmm. far less accomplished. And that has been the case since he has left the league. It has been a mm-hmm. constant hum that there are quarterbacks in the league that are not as capable as, as Cap. And for some reason, he mm-hmm. can't find a job. And it's because he is yep. toxic to the league. And no owner, and that's the key, no owner is going to go against the white power structure that's, that's already been long established in the NFL to say, you know what, this guy was right. Taking a knee was right. There are too many white, angry white fans that are going to be like, we're not going to watch football. And they've already tried it. They, did, they lost some viewership. But they've gained it all back. They're not going to lose that game. It's not going to happen. So just think about that. Adult, adult men are relenting to peer pressure. I just think that's hilarious that these big, strong men who are tough guys but will lose viewers. Okay. Okay. You might gain some. How about that? They Maybe won't. the ones you're they losing won't. are the ones that that need to be lost. I'll they be honest. I they, might, they I managed, might watch. They they might they they have made it a point to pick a side, mm-hmm. and their yeah. their concerns are their concerns don't lie within the black community. Um, mm-hmm. You know any superficial move that they do to try to uh, to try to help the black community is not done out of interest of the black community. It's out of interest to the league and how they can further mm-hmm. monetize their own best interests. And, and, and at yep. the end of the day, when you, look, when you look at what the league has done to try to, and I use air quotes around support the black community, it's because they don't want these people that are coming from poor communities, uh, you know, hanging out with 
you know, their, their friends and bringing their friends who might be, who might be trouble into the fray where now you have stories, stories that come out that make the league look like it's a, it's a thug environment or it's a, it's not a professional environment. So they don't care. They don't care about, they care about the perception and not about the actual community that they're purporting to, to try to help and, and support. It's a bunch of garbage. And what's even funnier is that the league will go to the ghetto if they hear that there's a good football player. They'll go to that ghetto. They'll dangle the money in front of the kid. They'll take the kid from the oh, yeah. ghetto. But then they'll say, oh, yeah, we don't want you associating with the people that you grew up with because we, we own you now. So it is like slavery. You know what I mean? Taking somebody from their environment for their own purposes. Parading those kids up there like they're on a slave block. Those young men like they're on a slave block. Colin Kaepernick's not the first person to make that analogy or to to equate the two. And that's, Mm -hmm. you know, that's disturbing on its face that... Yeah, that for some reason this is, this has become um, it, it's become a norm. Um, yeah, but it, you know, draft day wasn't like that before, and that's the thing. When it was in the '60s and the '70s, and the game was more white, and I use you know again air quotations around that because there weren't uh, as many black football professional football players as there are now. The league is predominantly mm-hmm. black now. Um, yep. Draft day wasn't like that. They didn't have this big thing where they paraded people up on stage and show them off to the crowd who was in there. You know, like they didn't have that thing. Mm-hmm. They, they, that wasn't a thing that happened. Yeah. Um, yeah, I get it. It's disgusting. So, um, in keeping with the helping theme, our last major topic. I'm wondering if President Biden's Build Back Better program is going to help or hurt America. It's a $1.7 trillion plan, which he expects will pay for itself when people over the income bracket of 400000 start paying their fair share of taxes. Fair share. So... Um, where we get Elon Musk pissed off is people with an income of 10 million or more or from at the threshold of 10 million, sorry, um, have to pay 3% tax. And then over 25, you have to pay 3% plus 5%. So 8%. Um, that one point alone, I am so happy for because I feel like it is ridiculous that the people that are struggling every single day, the people that are making $15 an hour, the people that are working overtime with two jobs and no daycare are paying taxes, yet Elon Musk doesn't pay taxes, and he's the richest person in the world. I find that crazy. Um, he's also in the Build Back Better plan. It's um, trying to end overseas shipping by offering rewards for um, domestic shipping um, 
immigration reform, expanding nutritional plans for kids, um, universal and free preschool for three- and four-year-olds, more affordable housing and education, uh, forcing large companies from paying zero taxes and giving back to companies that buy back stock rather than reinvest into into the company. Um, yeah, I, I'll ask everybody else's opinion first. Veronica, what do you think about the Build Back Better? Do you think it's going to help or hurt? I mean, anything could help versus not doing mm-hmm. anything at all just to win elections. Mm-hmm. I don't know all the details. I haven't had a chance to actually read what's in it. I just hear people complain about what's not in it, but mm-hmm. you know, and I just feel like the focus is all wrong. Like, I don't know. We need mm-hmm. infrastructure. That's something that's been way overdue and we need to address what's going to change and we, you yeah, know, we need to do anything, like anything, there. anything is like progress. If anything can happen, because mm-hmm. like if it wasn't, if for him, there'd probably be nothing except more like tax cuts. You know what I mean? If it went the other way on the election, you know? But can we agree? Anything this man does, they're going to complain about. They're just exactly. going to complain to complain. And he could offer, like, the sun, moon, and the stars, and people are like, well, what about the other planet? You know what I mean? It's like, shut up. Just Can we just start here and see what happens? He's still not even in the office for a full year yet. And people are still just attacking and complaining. The same people that told us, you know, give Trump a chance, give him at least a year, give, give him at least two years. And yeah. they're attacked every single thing that Biden does. Now, for me, I don't agree with two things. He's not, he's very um, waffling towards um, student loan forgiveness. He feels because his kids, paid for their college, that it should only be a 10000 threshold. There are households that have multiple children, and if you wipe out at least $50,000 of student loan debt, that's going to be a significant change to their household, um, especially kids just coming out of college. Maybe they're a doctor, and yes, they're going to have six figures at some point, but they got to pay back their schooling. And I understand, you know, they chose that profession, whatever, but medical professionals need a little bit more love. (laughs) You know what I mean? Especially after the pandemic. So I think 50 is appropriate. And another thing that really kind of makes me scratch my head, we're sitting here struggling to get 50K student loan forgiveness. And he is planning to give um, foreign families, families that immigrate into the country, $450,000. What? Like, what? That's a lot. That's, like, a lot. I don't, I don't, I don't understand that. That's a lot. One family getting 450 just for coming here. I'm going to leave and come back, yo. Like, fuck. Damn. Also, like, $10,000 doesn't cover most tuitions, like, 
for a year. It's astronomical. <laughs> like I'm going to probably be paying off NYU until I die. <laughs> it was so expensive. Right. But I but here's because 10, I was told you have to go to college and you have to go to grad school and you'll have a job afterwards. Mm-hmm. But no one told mm-hmm. me that they're going to tank the economy and you know and have mm-hmm. these like predatory loan companies so that you'll never yep. get out of it. So what is your and then, thought you know, on And these billionaires better. can go like spend money on their penis rockets. I'm like, okay, that's stupid. Ah, there. penis rocket, not the penis rocket. I'm like, I just think you should just tax just based on that alone. Yeah. Joe, what are your thoughts? Well, I think for I, – I, I, we're at a stage right now where we're, it's going to be very difficult to have a genuine political discussion about – policy and how that's helping, how that's hurting. Um, I just don't know that we're in a place to be able to do it. I don't know that we're going to be in a place to do it anytime soon because people want to bash the other side um, more than they want to actually analyze whether something is is, um, useful or productive. Mm -hmm. And I think we're at a stage where um, it's even even in this bill, it's at one point seven trillion. I can't even I can't even fathom that kind of number. But for mm. progressives, it's not nearly enough. There are not enough things mm. in it. There's not enough. It's not taking care of enough problems. Okay. For conservatives, we're giving away too much money to people that are not white and wealthy, and that's a problem. And for you know, for kind of anyone that's that's. I guess what would be considered moderate in this day and age, um, you know, it's it's trying to to bridge the gap and being this this strange middleman for mm-hmm. a process that is is not gonna it's not gonna win it's not gonna win any any favors on either side, you know, and mm-hmm. that's part of the problem is that we're, you know, with all the things that are included in this 1.7 trillion. There are things that they have excluded, which they probably should not have. The things that they have included have been bastardized by the process, same way that uh, the Affordable Care Act was. And we end up with this, you know, shell of what was the original intent, which, you know, to Veronica's point, infrastructure right now is a massive, massive problem in this country for so many reasons. And it impacts so many different, you know, iterations of, you know, the economy and what, you know, what economic growth looks like because you, you rely on the infrastructure, but, mm-hmm. but it, it doesn't make headlines. It doesn't make headlines right. unless like a bridge collapses, you know? Um, right. And that's, to me, that's, that's part of where the problem lies is that people want to address a lot of the symptomatic issues because that's what gets headlines, but they don't want to address the larger issues that are 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 uh, that are, are are more important and more critical to actually solving larger problems, and so we're we're stuck in this weird uh, this weird limbo where we're we're trying to pass a, a a very large number, but it it honestly could be much larger, and it would have been had progressives gotten their way, and um, mm-hmm. you know had had the plan gone through in its original form. But um, we're 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 going to get some shitty watered down version of of, of what everybody wants, um, 
except for conservatives who know that this stuff is necessary, but they just want to they want to appeal to their base by saying they're being fiscally yep. conservative and, and responsible with with the with the tax money that's coming in. And then you get some shithead like Elon Musk. Who honestly, that, I mean, if if there's anybody who's manipulating the economy at this point, it's Elon Musk. Yep. yep. You know, his, his I, didn't Tesla stock hit like you know, a, a record number over a thousand dollars a share, some stupid number. Yeah, I mean, yeah. he's the richest guy right now. Yeah, he's, you're gonna he's you're gonna on his way to being a trillionaire. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're yeah. gonna complain about uh, yeah. about how this is happening, and then you're in this 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 pseudo market of crypto, and mm-hmm. uh, you know, and trying to get and trying to get uh, you have your cake and eat it too. There, it's just it, it reeks of of hypocrisy. Because, you know, this is a guy who has taken advantage of the system in the United States to be able to mm-hmm. amass this ridiculous fortune. And you can decry all of these, you know, these left views when it, when it suits you. But mm-hmm. without the investment uh, under, under o- o- the Obama administration into green energy, his company wouldn't be shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And two things. One, Biden did say when we tax the rich, that will pay for this bill. I'm not sure how he figured that out, but that's why he said tax the rich. And number two, I don't know if anybody knows, and maybe you can help me out with this, Joe. This won't be the only bill he passes. Like, this could be a first bill. And there could be another bill that comes down the line that addresses all the stuff he missed. But people are acting like this is the only bill he's ever going to have, ever. So let's get everything yeah. in it all at once. No. But, we, we, but, but that's, it can be in stages. That's, that's, part of, that's part of the problem why the progressive left is pushing for all these changes. Because, number one, mm. if, you, if you shoot for the moon and you don't quite make it, yeah, you're disappointed, mm-hmm. but you've at, least gotten, you've at least gotten a lot of things that, that you want. The, the, yeah. the, the, the crux of trying to push through a larger bill right now is that by almost all accounts, the midterms are not looking favorable for Democrats. They already are struggling enough to try to pass things because the Senate is not in fully in their control, and they don't have enough to overcome the filibuster. Biden is in an untenable mm-hmm. position with trying to manage how to, to modify the filibuster if that's even possible. But, you know, the, 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 the effort to try to go big on a bill is, is largely born of the fact that there's this constant stalemate that's going on in, in, in U.S. governance that has not improved over the last 15 years. 20 mm-hmm. years. Yeah. And it's not going to get better. It, in fact, if anything, it's going to get worse. And then you throw Trump back into the equation for 2024, and all of these things that you're hoping for are even further from, from uh, realization. Mm-hmm. So what do you think will happen if Trump loses again? Do you think he'll go away? Like, let's uh, say he, he runs in 2024 and he loses again. What are your thoughts? 
think, think back for the last 40-plus years. Has Trump ever gone away? Nope. He, he cannot stand not having attention. That's like, he's a narcissist, but they don't go away. Yeah. But, like, God, he's so annoying. <laughs> he literally, ugh. So, wait, and okay, his, I have his supporters question. are even more annoying. So, I have another question. What if the country is better in the next four years? Do you think people will still vote him back in? Um, I think there's a very real possibility that we we go into this cycle and we have kind of been in this cycle so far and we'll see if it happens in 2024 where every single four years we see a changing Mm -hmm. of the guard that only creates more and more upheaval that makes it impossible for someone to gain a second term um, for for at least for for some time. We'll see. We'll see if it happens. Yeah. Traditionally, well, the problem is we need a voting rights bill, a national voting rights yeah. bill, because right now they're gerrymandering mm-hmm. and suppressing votes in all the states so that they don't, they can get away with, because they try to commit a coup and, like, you know, destroy democracy, and they're actually doing succeeding on the state level right now. Mm. They're succeeding at all levels, Disgusting. and that's a problem. Supreme Court, yeah. even though the majority of people like, did not vote for him, that he may win because they're suppressing the votes so bad in these states. Because they learned the lessons, like how they didn't get away with it the last time, so now they're going to try. They're doing what's doing what they can to try to get away with it next time. And, and so, like, if we don't get a voting rights bill, I don't know. It's, it's, it's not anything's up in the air. Mm. Oh my I, God. I That's crazy. Agree. If they don't, if they don't find a way to make sure that everyone has an opportunity to vote, we are never going to, we're, uh, I shouldn't say never, never. It's going to be a cycle. Um, mm-hmm. it, we're we're, we're going to be in this, this vicious cycle, but we're also, mm-hmm. we're going to see a lot more problems that stem from it because Republicans have no interest in trying to make the, the process fairer. They want to make it mm-hmm. so that they can win. And by doing that, it's deconstructing all of those systems that are in place to provide free and fair elections and to support the establishment of, uh, of you know of, of our republic, and and I think that's one of the things that that Trump supporters don't care. They they are they're not concerned if everyone has to burn it all down. They don't see the problem with burning it all down. Mm. And they're clearly and against democracy. Yeah, they right. try to take down the capital. If you watch four hours at the Capitol, you'll understand. These people do not understand logic. It's not logical that you would listen to a man go to a – I mean, it's not sacred, but it is. Go to the Capitol building, harm blue lives who you say mattered, and then say, oh, well, I'd do it again. What do you mean? He didn't help you in court. He didn't help your friends in court. He just sat back and watched you burn, and you just, you're still supporting him? I don't get it. People are getting <laughs> off or getting very light sentences. I don't understand why they're not getting longer sentences. Like, like I don't know what's happening. Like, they try to destroy the government, and they're getting, the, the Chewbacca terrorist or whatever got four uh, years. Yeah, like, yeah. What, I, don't, I don't understand uh, what's happening. I don't know. I don't but but if you look at, if you look at, if you look at the, 
the history of scorched earth under the Trump mm-hmm. administration, if he does this to all of his friends and close associates that he, you know, he installed into positions of power and he throws them under the bus, on what planet would any of his supporters think that there's going to be more loyalty towards them? That, I mean, that, that just seems crazy. But ignoring four years' worth of scorched earth has been exactly what anyone who voted for him has actually done. They, they somehow see Biden as a bigger threat to what they are looking yeah. for from, from the presidential office than what Trump represents. And, so and that's, that's the misinformation they're fed, right? For years. Exactly. You know, they've been doing this exactly. like through OAN and Fox and YouTube and a lot and they said a lot of them were like through like Russian troll farms because, you know, we yeah. obviously want this America get destroyed, so it's ridiculous. And they're getting like the Republicans are getting advice from Hungary for like how to run a government. Right. Like CPAC was in Hungary. Like why are we going to authoritarian governments and like getting advice? He put a hit out He put a hit out on Mike Pence, and Mike Pence still supports him. I don't get it. I don't understand what what why they're following him. I don't get it. What are they scared of? He has well, no. The supporters are frightening. They're frightening them, and like they're trying to kill them. Like that's what they're afraid of. Pence and and Pence and Lindsey Graham and some of these mm-hmm. other uh, these other politicians. Are there, they've sold their soul to try to make yeah. sure that they don't lose favor and lose their, their potential opportunities politically. They don't. Mm. Do, you, do you honestly believe that Mike Pence has any inclination that Donald Trump is his friend or that he can trust Donald Trump or that they even align politically or philosophically on anything? Do you have, does anyone have the misconception that Mike Pence who is probably one of the weirdest cats out there, that he has any reason to think that Donald Trump is his friend. Of course not. I believe it. The man calls his wife mother. I just don't trust him. And I don't... I no, think yeah, he, he doesn't say he does not like Trump. He never did. Like, he just did it for political ambition. He held his nose. Exactly. He held his nose, and he took it as an opportunity for himself to try to catapult himself onto the national stage. And he did. And he thought that there was always the potential for him to be able to run for president, but never going to happen. Never going to happen because he's a spineless weirdo who calls his Mm -hmm. wife mother. I knew it too. It's so funny because before it all came out, I called it and I said, I bet you anything he called his wife mother. And then in some interview, he said it. I was like, see, y'all don't believe me. You think I'm crazy when I say stuff. I'm on the money. I know my weirdos. Trust me. Um, <laughs> Going to end it on a good note. Joe, we'll start with you because I think that you had the most challenging of the two weeks. Give us your Eva Mendes moment and any shout-out that you have. Oh, well, uh, I'm going to start with shout-outs. I want to give a yeah. shout-out to, first and foremost, my son. He, um, he did uh, an, you know, an incredible job and still is doing an incredible job in trying to uh, you know, support his mom and, and be helpful in that situation where she's really, um, she's really struggling. And yeah. um, he's, the, uh, he's the oldest 
and he's mm-hmm. been very supportive of his sisters and everyone else that, uh, you know, I, my, um, you know, my condolences obviously go out to their family, but, um, I, 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 I very, very proud of how he has responded in this situation, um, to a, a situation that has been completely foreign to him. He's never experienced anything like this at 24. So, um, I applaud Dang. him and, and level-headedness and his, his sense of calm and trying to support everybody. Um, and, and also everybody else that, um, that reached out to offer condolences and, um, you know, shout out to anyone that, um, that, that just offered some kind words over the past couple of weeks. Um, not just to me, but to anybody that, um, that was involved. Um, no one enjoys loss. No one, mm. uh, hopes, hopes for it, but, um, you know, the, the, the positive that you can take from it is that you really do, do see some, some very kind and, and caring behavior and, um, and empathy. And that's, that's very reassuring. Mm-hmm. Um, there had to have been a moment. There had to have been. So there's always a moment. It's just whether it yeah. qualifies, if it's up to Eva Mendez moment level. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Because I, I, I think I have lots of little moments, you know, little positive yeah. moments, little things that, um, that that make you feel good. But um, one of the, I'll I'll share the one that um, it it kind of goes in line with um, with the shout out when um, mm-hmm. when I was at the services, uh, you know, I was it was it was very difficult and and seeing. Uh, his parents there fly in from, from out of state and, and just be there and be supportive. It was a very, very difficult moment to see his dad, um, who just, you know, lost his son too young, um, mm-hmm. kneeling at the, at the casket. And um, it just, it, it absolutely broke my heart. Um, mm. And, you know, in that moment, all I could think about was like, how do you, how do you deal with losing someone at that, you know, at that young age as a parent? Um, mm. So I really was like struggling with, with going up there um, and, you know, just, uh, you know, saying my piece uh, at the casket. And so I was, I, I was very, um, I was very touched that my son, who also gets a shout out uh, for supporting me, came up to the casket with me and kneeled and, and um, said mm-hmm. the final words at the casket. It was, um, it was really touching. But afterwards, um, his, uh, not my son's mom, but um, Adam's mom who passed away. Mm-hmm. When, um, when I walked away from the casket with Anne, um, she came out to me and she, you know, she, she was talking to me and she was, she was so thankful that I had a good relationship with Adam and, um, and that, mm-hmm. you know, spoke so highly of me and, and that, um, he knew that we got along so well. And, um, and, you know, I told him, I said, uh, I said, you, you raised a, a phenomenal man and I truly Aww. believe that that was the case. And so she was, she was started crying and she was so thankful that I thought that and that I said that and, um, and, and so she said to me, she said, you, you know, you didn't do such a bad job yourself. Anthony is really a wonderful, a wonderful young man. Um, so it was a very, very touching moment. And, um, you know, in, in, in spite of the circumstances, uh, it, 
just gives you some perspective on life and death and, um, mm-hmm. you know, the, the importance of those people around you. Yeah. Wow. That was, um, that was deep, Joe. I like it. Yeah, that was so sweet. <laughs> Veronica tried to file that one up. <laughs> well, I'm going to take it in a different direction. So, okay. Um, Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> mine's more, mine's more fun. Um, mm-hmm. So I had my birthday this weekend, and usually it's, like, very depressing for me. So I was like, well, you know, we are can finally, like, go out. I couldn't do anything, obviously, last year. Um, and so I decided, like, I need a laughter. So I went to mm. the hometown of Lucille Ball, Jamestown, oh, New yes, York. Oh, I saw the pictures. So cool. Yeah, and then um, so I went to go visit, you know, like do the Lucia Ball tour, the Lucy Desi Museum, and the National Comedy Center, um, and it was like amazing because like you know she's of course my one of my comedy heroes because mm-hmm. she's so talented, so iconic. She's history making. She was a producer. She started all the studios. Like invented all these things. You know, she really like changed the TV industry and like you know brought interracial couple to be stream TV. She brought pregnancy to mm-hmm. TV. Like, she's just iconic. And I didn't know she had produced mm-hmm. Star Trek. Like, they didn't want to, like, oh, wow. the, her board didn't want it. But she's, like, she stood by it and, like, look where it is now. So, like, she's just amazing. Mm-hmm. And um, it was really cool because I, like, got dressed up in, like, a, like, a Lucille ball, like, outfit and hair and makeup. And, you know, so, and then they, when you go to the museum, you can be, like, on the TV set, which is so cool, like, a replica of it. <laughs> and uh, you can also reenact um, the Vegemite commercials. So that was really fun. <laughs> and then and at the National Comedy Center, it was just cool just, like, to see all the, you know, those famous comedians that I really like. And then also um, they have this thing at the end where you can be a performer. Uh, it's called, and they can do comedy karaoke where they, like, instead of, like, a song that you sing, you, like, mm-hmm. reenact stand-up routines of your choice. And, of course, I picked, like, Ali Wong dressed up as in my Lucia Ball office. So, oh, okay. shout out to Lucille Ball, and then shout out to my husband for, you know, making a wonderful birthday trip for, like, what's normally a very, like, upsetting time for me. Hmm. Um, that, that is funny. That, those pictures look so amazing. I was like, wow, she nailed that look. It was, <laughs> it was so much fun. Uh, yeah. I um, highly recommend so my Eva Mendez moment. Oh yeah, birthday shout out, Veronica. Birthday shout out Thank to you. Veronica. Thank and you. Casey and was Casey, last week as well. Yeah. Yeah. Damn, I was so gonna try to throw that in too. at the end. <laughs> yeah, okay. Sure you were, Joe. Um, I was gonna try to be subtle about it. Yeah. My Eva Mendez moment. Pain, and I actually showed Joe the the text. I um I recently found out that there was this kid I went to high school with, and he was pretty nasty to me recently, very recently. And he was nasty to me in a public forum for our hometown, and so everybody saw him be egregiously nasty. And I found out that he was 
sick. And I reached out to his brother, who I'd been friends with for a couple of years now. And I said, you know, I really, um, I just wanted to say, I hope that, you know, your brother gets better. And he said, I quote, thank you. I'm sure that wasn't easy for you to say. You're a good person. And, you know, everybody, I think, wakes up every day, except for a couple people. And they hope to God that they are good people when they wake up and go out into the world. For him to say that, I was just like, see, I knew I was a good person. And it just, like, made me feel good to hear that. And I didn't even think about oh, I'm going to make myself look good by saying this. I just said it because I'm friends with the the kid's brother, and I just wanted him to know that I'm here for him. And so when he said that to me, it just kind of like, I don't know, that was my moment. And I just, yeah, relished that moment for a while. Um, Well, you are a good person, though. Thank you. I try. I really try. (laughs) Even to the people that aren't nice to me, I really try. Um, just because I'm a firm believer in karma. And I feel like if you put nastiness out there, even to people that you can't stand, it's going to come back on you. So I just try to, like, be good. Um, My shout-out goes to my coworker, Bianca, who got married last Friday. And it was such a nice wedding. It was fun. Yeah, shout out to her. Um, it was just so nice seeing her so happy. Because I know part of their love story, so it was nice seeing her happy. But So that's all um, I got. Uh, not that you are on social media that much, Joe, but where can people find you on Instagram, Twitter, wherever? Well, you can always find me on Instagram at dubs with a Z413. Um, I guess you can follow me on Facebook. Joseph that's Taylor, weird. Right? Yeah, that's weird, though. That's the thing, right? Uh, no, don't you, follow me on you, Facebook. You need a Facebook. Really Not post. strangers. Yeah. yeah, you need a Facebook page, yeah, Joe. We can't have you... We can't have people following your actual Facebook account that don't know you. <laughs> yeah, I, no, that's the thing. Like, I just don't care that much. Um, yeah, I know. Uh, and I'm he also really on. Uh, yeah, I know, I know. Um, mm-hmm. I'm on Twitter, Is but don't even bother following me. I got it meta tweet. now. It's yeah, not changed it's... officially yet, but it's coming. Mm-hmm. So stupid. Like the dumbest name. Actually, the funny yeah, thing I saw yeah. was that apparently in Hebrew, meta sounds like the word dead. And I was like, oh, well, now that makes sense. Well, the Chevy Nova uh, means uh, no uh, go in, in Spain. So it said Chevy Novo. I don't know why they named it. <laughs> they named it Nova for the star, but in Spain, wasn't such a hit for a car. A no-go car name? Yeah, that's, that's yeah, whatever. Um, Joe, what were you saying about Twitter? Sorry. Oh, I was going to say, I... I I get my Twitter handle, but I never tweet. So yeah, I, I wouldn't go on there either. You want to follow me? Okay. Follow me in real life, unless you're a stalker. Oh. don't do that. Yeah, how about you not follow him because there's strict stalking laws in Massachusetts? How about you just check out his Instagram? <laughs> just check out his Instagram. It's fine. 
Veronica, where can people find you? Uh, I'm Veronica Ding. And also Across my uh, sketch comedy piece, Model Majority. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's coming up. Yep, November 13th, movie night. And you can find me at MS. Emmy Morgan on uh, across all platforms. If you want to die laughing, go ahead and follow me on TikTok. I swear I'm so funny. And um, the show is The Spilled TPC on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. So thank you all for listening once again. We're glad to be back and we will talk to you next week. Bye, everyone. Thank you. Bye. Still thirsty for more tea? Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at The Spilled Tea PC. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Spilled Tea. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Over and by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.